Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jeremy Zero once again. This is the eighth episode of Irrelevant. Um, we missed so many people at this point. We were supposed to have somebody last week, but she bailed on us. We were supposed to have another person a couple weeks ago, and they bailed on us. And so this time, uh, Megan, Megan did not bail on us, which is a good thing. Um, she's actually here. So uh, she's currently in L.A. on a wonderful vacation eating a real fruit pop. Um, Megan, what's up? Hey, Jeremy. Happy to be on your show. And I'm sorry that you couldn't come two hours up here to come see you. Yeah, I actually wanted to. And I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I work a full-time job now, and I worked all day today. It's really annoying, sucks. which is weird because it's like, what's up? Oh, I was just saying that sucks. I thought you were in an artist residency or something. I am, but I'm also doing a full-time full -time gig. It's like I'm doing both. And... um. Yeah, and that's that's what this is for. This is kind of for the gallery that I'm currently at, which is 1805 Gallery downtown. Um, but I would have preferred to come to LA. I haven't been there in a while. Um, but and actually, what's funny is I'm actually off tomorrow, which is even funnier. Um, but uh, yeah, you'll try to so. on some of your your art stuff. Yeah, yeah, kinda. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I'm uh, I've uh, I've I've. I'm in the middle of that, plus moving, plus all this other stuff. So I'm, uh, yeah. Super busy. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Megan. Um, so I'm a Brooklyn-based artist. Um, I've just been having a, I feel like I've been having a personal crisis, maybe since 2013. <laughs> and... Um, Yep. I just been, you know, struggling to figure out who I am and why I do things or what is important to me as a person. So I'm, I guess I would say I'm a Brooklyn-based artist. Still. Still, I think that's my identity. There we go. Well, no, it's it's actually, it's it's funny because, um, again, everybody I talk to, they have their post-Cooper crisis, and that's usually a big issue. It's usually like so many people that I know that have not gone to that school, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm still doing a bunch of cool stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm having an existential crisis on whether, like, what's the purpose of fucking living? Yeah, no, I'm definitely having a ball out. <laughs> and I think, you know, when they, they pull the rug out from under you of, you know, constant community and constantly being around other people making things and the urgency of the classroom and studio visits and all this like thing these things that become so normal in four years I don't know why people from other schools don't have that crisis I don't know why they are uh, maybe because some other schools are bigger and I don't know you in interact more uh, maybe maybe we're just so um enveloped in in Cooper that it's hard to get at but I know I don't know not everyone's having the same problem and definitely not for as long you know I think a main issue at first I had was studio space and I managed to maintain a studio for a year last year and that was a good time but other aspects of my life started just coming apart so I had to you know find a living situation move the studio into my bedroom and now um, when I do work, it's making things that are completely different from before, but not bad, hmm. not in a bad way. Yeah. Just, just more pertaining to your current situation, whether that's, uh, conceptually or whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's, it's what you're doing right now. introspective for me. Yeah. You know, um, should I talk about that at all? Should I talk about it? I mean, <laughs> why are you asking me if you should talk? I, know. I haven't talked to anybody about uh, when I do make art, what I make. And I haven't shown a lot of people. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Everything Everything feels like it should be a secret. And that's part of the things that I'm studying. That's part of the, the Jungian issues and the early childhood development topics. You know, what do you learn about when you're a toddler and your parents beat you for potty training? Well, you learn to hide things. And... Now, I have a lot of trouble not being secret about anything. I'm just trying to bring it back to early childhood and figure out where, what happened and how do I fix it? Or do I fix it? Or do I just try to live as a person? Megan, yeah. Megan, are you okay? No. <laughs> are you, no. Are you, just, you just gave me a lot about your early childhood and I'm just wondering, are, are, you, are you okay? <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Um, but it feels good. It feels <laughs> cathartic uh, um, to talk about it because, you know, I don't have a therapist. 
definitely on the list of things mm. to do, but my health insurance is going away mm. in like two weeks or so. So I don't know if I, if it's worth it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I actually just started a therapist a couple weeks ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's the first time I've ever been to one. And uh, I mean, not really, because like I've I was at one for like five or six yeah. years. But the problem, like coming from like a really big Christian family, like it was like a Christian person. And like, that's not a problem. I don't care what people believe in. But the, the, the big issue is that like they were like what they were talking about was like, you know, I was telling them like legitimate issues that are like psychological or even physical at certain times. And they're like, well, what you have to do is pray about it. And the the problem with that, of course, is that that doesn't offer any emotional relief or physical relief. It just says, oh yeah, um, you're partly responsible for, for fixing that. And the problem was I was 14, super punk rock, not knowing what the fuck I was doing. And it's like, what am I supposed to say to that? Okay, sure, that's not working. So this isn't effective. I'm not coming anymore, you know? So it's, it was really hard to kind of- Yeah, relate. I had a similar experience with my first therapist because I was cutting in junior high school. And um, I, I went to this, this man who was a childhood therapist. And he was like, oh, you're a young girl and your issue is that, oh, you don't have any friends. Well, Megan, why, why are you, why don't you have any friends? And I was like, I don't know. And he gave me this advice that was just like, you should just, you should just ask people if they, you can play, if you can have a play date or whatever mm -hmm. the terminology was. And I was like, yeah. yeah, but they, what if they say no? Or what if they don't want to play with me? And I, I don't know if we were saying play with, cause I was 13, like 12, I was 12. So he was a little bit behind where I was. Cause I was very uh, emotionally like older. <sighs> you were post emotions no, at I 13. Was very, I was like a very like, <laughs> I was too developed. Got it, 12, there you go. And, you know, I had these feelings and he told me, well, you should make plans with multiple people at the same time. So if one of them, mm. you know, can't do something, you have another friend that you can hang out with. And I was like, well, what if you make plans with two people and they both say yes. And then you have to be the one who says no to someone. I could never handle that. You know, I couldn't mm. let down somebody like that. I guess now the adult me says have them both at the same time. But it was weird. It was really, for me, I had trouble bringing people over to my house, you know, like my parents were overbearing and it was embarrassing to go upstairs and open the door. And also all my friends were boys and most of the people I wanted to hang out with were boys, whether it was just as friends or not. And my, my, my father had, my dad had a lot of problems with that. So I would just not be able to hang out with the people who I want to hang out with. And I was, I kind of isolated from it. You know, I didn't get along with a lot of girls, which is, I wish I wish I had more girlfriends at, hmm. at that time. Eventually, I did make one, and I had a friend who was a girl. I had a friend. <laughs> I, 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 I introduced uh, myself to her. I was like, I'm Megan. I don't have any friends. She's like, I'll be your friend. And we're friends now. <laughs> we're friends now. She lives in, in Bushwick also. See, now you got a friend. You got a you got a lifelong friend all because you had no yes, friends. Yes. Well, and I and I have more friends now. So I'm I'm thankful. I'm social a little bit more better socially, I think. I mean, you're you 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 were able to trade places for a little while. Right now you're in LA. You traded your apartment yeah, apparently. Yeah. Like that's Yeah, um so uh, another like another artist who also went to Cooper, who I know through another friend. Um had to go to Brooklyn to do an art installation and she um, was looking for somewhere to stay and she, you know, wanted to do a swap with someone. And this was like months ago to over the summer. And she was just like convincing me, like somehow I was going to be that person who would switch with her. I think she knew that I, you know, I haven't, I've never been to LA. I've never been to the West coast. I've never been off the East coast mm. except when I was 15 and I went to London and Paris, which was a really fun trip with my grandma. But um, mm. so I never, I haven't ever really traveled alone or, you know, seen a lot of America. So originally I wanted to do a road trip and I was going to be gone for a month. Um, and then, you know, I let my family convince me that otherwise <laughs> and took a plane <laughs> and I'm staying for a week and that's, that's the thing. And it's great. I love it. 
So you, so you like LA? What do you do? You like it better than New York or no? I think LA in the fall, in the winter. I can't say what it's like in the summer. Probably way too hot. And they've been saying this stuff mm-hmm. about pollution in the air and smog and stuff, but the air mm-hmm. here is just so clear. It's been so clear and it's been so dry. I don't know. Maybe they have bad days or something, but I think it's mm. it's beautiful, and I really like breathing outside. <laughs> Well, what's also funny is, I don't know if you, you probably know this, but there's like, yeah, literally zero humidity, which is always a yeah. great thing. And on top of that, there's no mosquitoes. Oh. Huh. In New York, like during the during the summer, during the springtime, I'm getting bitten everywhere. And out here, I've never gotten bit once by like a mosquito. Cool. Wait, so where are you? Where is, are you in Santa Monica? Where are you? Wow, you you have a very short attention span. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, I I'm in uh, I'm in San Diego. I'm t- about two hours Diego. south. San Diego. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry about my attention span. It is really short. I have an uh, inability to concentrate. I want to blame it on um my the medical uh past that's been happening. Um, but yeah. I gotta say I've always had some difficulty concentrating. Mm. <laughs> Me too. It's okay. That's that's probably half of everybody that was born in the eighties, nineties, and yeah, probably yeah, part of the seventies. Everybody had ADD. And short short term memory. <laughs> really short term. What was your name? No, so um yeah, you know, apparently we're supposed to talk about Britney Spears, but really we're off that topic already, so that's totally okay. I really don't care. My research. Come on. I know Britney Spears, she's... NWO, like like you know, she's a slave. And not and yes, for you. It was I, I did this research a month yeah. ago when we planned. Okay. So, um it may be a little but I I researched some from her lyrics and, you know, um, what's that song? Did you did you do any Britney Spears research? How much do you know about her? Britney Spears. I live Britney Spears. Mm, cool. <laughs> so like Britney bitch or like No, like I remember like I think I was I think I was fourteen or fifteen when uh Oops I Did It Again came out. Okay. So I was oh. yeah, and that song that song was a yeah, I am, I'm thirty one. <laughs> yeah. I'm still not doing anything with my life, but I'm 31. Yeah, no, you are doing things. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I'm okay. I get around. Uh, <laughs> that's the, I found the song I was thinking about where I was um, thinking about how Britney Spears is like her whole. Like Illuminati? Well, yeah, like her, she's kind of forced. I, there's there's a whole reason why I think she's forced into, into it, but she's a money-making, you know, pop mainstream pandering kind of thing but uh the song born to make you happy and just from the the title you can sort of see where i'm going with the whole you know born to make you happy i don't want to live without your love i don't know how to live without your love always and forever you and me that's the way our life should be it's just, it's very sad that she doesn't live for herself. And she, she, mm. you know, you know, she can't. I know that wasn't, like, the thing at the time. I know Beyonce, right, she's sort of, like, the biggest female pop star ever now. She's, like, all about power and woman power and yeah. individual power. Um, I just feel, I just feel so bad, bad for Britney Spears. <laughs> Well, the other thing is that, and what's even funnier is as you're saying that, I mean, you know, the general conception is that, you know, none of those people actually write their own songs. And so that's, uh, that's even funnier because if you're talking about, you know, not living for herself and stuff, like even her well, voice is did being you, written Did you read her. that story about <laughs> when she married her childhood sweetheart in Las Vegas? And they said, she's not right in the head. She can't do this. And they made her annul the marriage. And then no, about that, three months that... later, she was married to Kevin Federline or whatever his name is. Yeah. Really? So they were like, they were like pushing her towards a he more pop related wedding because into of some reason. A, a marriage that was totally just for, you know, publicity where maybe yeah. that, maybe she wasn't wrong in the head. Maybe that instance in Vegas with her childhood sweetheart was the only real connection she'd had with a person. 
Who knows? Mm. You know, or maybe she was fucking crazy and she couldn't account for her actions because what they said is the gravity of her actions financially. Like, I think that it affects more than Britney Spears. So, um, so they so they took control of her money after that. I think um, she's mm. she does she's not allowed to to make her own. Um, decision. I forget what that's called. There's a there's a word for it when that right is taken away from you and put into the hands of like your family members or something. Yeah, it's the same thing that happens when like your parents go senile and you have the right the right to, to decide for them. I forgot. It's like uh something something I I I don't I don't know. It's something. It's called something, and that something is also has another word in it. That something is yeah well. yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's it's, it's interesting because it's like 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 all those types of people, like especially people like Britney Spears, and it's not just her; it's everyone. It's Lady Gaga. It's it's Beyonce. It's all these people. Like all those people. Like and not even just women; it's men too. Anybody that's involved in making millions of dollars based on what they do in the public eye, like those those people, like that's what they sign up for. And I'm not saying that it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like. I like I have a I, like in some cases maybe not Britney Spears because I know that she went off the deep end and like went to like that mental hospital and stuff. Who knows? Like I don't even know if those people are actually doing those things or if they're just like you know like like these like these people that come out and they're like oh we married these people oh they broke up again he's cheating on her like all these types of things it's like. For all we know, they're sitting in their room, like, jerking off, playing video games, just waiting around collecting money, and then these stories are being made up about them. And it's like, you're like, I'm not saying that's happening, but it's like, it's like these people's lives are so, like, you know, made up that it's like, who knows if that's even, like, really happening to them, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You are right over there? The ice pop just melted in my mouth. It wasn't as solid as I thought it was. Um... <laughs> My injury and life-sustaining <laughs> Yeah, you're you're okay. You're it, it gets better. <laughs> Everyone says that that's not true. Better. Nothing just gets better on its own accord. You have to make it get better. You know, hey, 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 hey! Holy shit! Holy shit, Megan! You're on to something. <laughs> Did you hear yourself? You just said you have to take responsibility for your own actions. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Look at that! Look at that! <laughs> You're becoming an it's adult. True. It's true. You have to make things happen. Whether it's, you know, practical yeah. stuff or practical magic. You know, you have to make it happen. Whether it's practical or practical magic or not practical or practical at all. <laughs> practical, 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 yes, practical. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But no, that's, that's, uh, and that's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's like you, you see all these people that, that, get this fame and do all this stuff. And it's like, people are like, oh, I wish I could do that. But it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily envy those people. Like, I don't even envy people that are like, like forced to produce art. Like, you know, people like Jeff Koons or even people as low as like Matthew Barney. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily envy their practice because they're, they're forced to do, do shit. Like who, like, who knows if they're even like, and you look at stuff like, and I, I bring up those two people just because they're pretty big nowadays. And you're like, you're talking like Jeff Koons releases that whole book of him like fucking his like his 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 porn star wife or whatever, and you're like you're like is this guy just like fed up with the world that he's just like fuck it, I'm just gonna like bang a chick or whatever and do a do a whole book on it. And I know that's very lewd, but it's just it's true. It's like who knows what these people's mentality are, and I don't, I don't envy that. Right. You know? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The world of the professional artist who yeah has to keep making art. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't think you have to keep going. You can take a break, but I don't know. I haven't haven't gotten to a point where I I can label myself a professional at all. <laughs> so I'm I'm still, oh yeah yeah, yeah being out in the streets and like you know delivering food and like I don't know bartending and sometimes helping like <laughs> I work I work for an artist sometimes and. Most mostly, I help him like paint his house, and uh, <laughs> you know, weatherproof things, and uh, hmm. you know, just stuff, just stuff. I think it's just he he thinks it's fun to hang out. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, it's like it's just weird because it's like even people that I know that are like you know getting a lot of shows and doing things and even selling things. It's like it's like they're there are a lot of artists in this world and even i mean in, in a way i am too 
um, but a lot of artists are ill-equipped at business. And um, that's, that's one of the, that's, and I know that a lot of artists are not necessarily in it for the business. Some people are in it for the glory of art and the political message, whatever, whatever your reasoning is. The problem is, is that one of the biggest issues with art schools in general is that they don't teach you the gallery or the business aspect of it. And so you're dropped into this world like, oh, I can make art. The world is my oyster. And then you're like, fuck, I got to go be a deli clerk for the next 20 years just to be able to survive and buy shitty paints from Kmart. It's like, you know, like it's it's there's no there's no way of transitioning that into a real world practice. And um, that's part of how uh, a lot of people get lied to. Um, but it's like, what do you do from that? You know, you're still here. People, you still have the degree. You still have the art, whatever, whatever the, your, the bullshit is. If you didn't sleep with a gallery owner by the time you get out and making a ton of money, you're kind of stuck and you have to kind of figure that out on your own. And that's that's probably a lot of the Cooper shock. It's like, you know, those 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 teachers are, are so some of them are great. The great people. I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed their company. Some of them, some of them were batshit insane, but they uh they're forced into teaching because they haven't been able to make a ton of money off of their own art. And so now they're not teaching. I don't know about that. I think that is the case for some professors, but I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe, but I would say, I would (laughs) say in Cooper's case, a lot of those people are really well known and Hmm. yeah, some of them are only recently selling and, some of them, you, you, you don't even know. You don't even know. Like, I never saw a piece of work by Jack Barth. Um, and I took, I took his drawing class every semester uh, forever, and I still hang out with him and stuff. And I only recently found out that he's one of those guys that he did well in the market when he was younger, and he found, like, he found an art dealer, I guess it was, like basically like a manager, a guy who would sell his art to museums like in other countries and Europe and stuff. And that's how he made money. And I think he just, I think he just like got a kick out of teaching. Not that he made a ton of money or was rich, you know, he's very like critical kind of guy. Um, and really interested in like the, what's the word? The, um, when when it when art moves in time, like historical historical context, but like art yeah, history? art history. But it, it, <laughs> it, it, a, it starts with a P. It's a word for like a progression kind of. I don't know. Uh, part of my my brain I, malfunction is like I can't think of words sometimes. It's okay, uh, but I get I get what you're saying. But I, I guess what I'm like that the other problem is is that a lot of a lot of artists nowadays, you know, a lot of artists have moved uh, have have moved into this whole like ideology of like post form or post object, and so there's a lot of people that are doing this like theoretical stuff, and it's like or something. I'm... Yeah, and it's like it's it's cool to think about, but there's the the problem with that is that there's and I, I know again this is this is whether or not they're even, I'm not saying that you have to be making money off of things to be doing things but you get to the point where you're like that's not a sustainable practice in a sense where unless you're getting grants and making something that is sellable what do you you know like you're you're benefiting a lot of different people but it's like you still are forced to get a job somewhere else doing something that you might not want to do to support yeah. that practice. Yeah. What is what is your job? If you don't mind me asking. What are the kinds of things that you have you have to do? It's so evil. Yeah. See, I'm kind of spoiled, so that's that's the problem. Like, I I can't relate. I, I have first first world white male problems. Um, I I I'm a software developer, so I, I make a pretty decent amount of money. <laughs> but you have to. But, yeah. but, but, so but it's you like you have to do it full time, right? You just say you had a full time job. Fuck that. Fuck full time yeah. jobs. That's what I had to make a list. Cause I was feeling really, really bad about myself and I had to make a list of the things that I did in the past year that were different that I'd never done before. And that were essentially accomplishments or something. Um, and one of the yeah. things I did was like, I, I stopped working full time. Like I just wouldn't mm-hmm. take, like I, uh, I, I was, well, I was working in a really shitty full time job. So it's not like I gave up tons of money or a great income. I was working for $12 an hour at New York Central, where there's nowhere to go, yeah. the fucking the place was clo- closing mm-hmm. down, and um, yeah, and you had no future. And being in retail, I mean, being there, people sort of think that maybe you, you're a tech, you're more of a technical expertise kind of person, or um, or you have some kind of um, 
better knowledge of materials than people who work at maybe like Michaels or Blick or something. Um, but, but, uh, so I, I was just giving up, you know, steady income, I guess. And I've been freelancing for a year now and I've done a ton of different things that like, I'm not proud of all of them, you know, like, I mean, not that I'm not proud of all of them, but <laughs> I've done a lot of different things and hustled a bit and I've been managing to do it for a year, you know, or so, yeah. um, it might end, but I feel like, you know, I've done, I've done things. I've been a bike, a bike food delivery person. I've been a bartender. I've been an archivist mm. at a really nice architecture firm. Um, I've been artist assistant mm. for two different artists. Um, I've, oh God, I had this list. I, oh, I freelanced <laughs> at Juilliard doing scenic painting which was really fun and maybe I, I might like try to take some courses or do something more serious with that because that's kind of an interesting world uh, theater and yeah. it's colorful and fine and painting but um yeah. let's see what else did I do I did other things um I dog walked I um oh I can't were you a pop star? <laughs> was I Britney Spears pop star? No, no. Ah, that's your next. That's your next thing. <laughs> I did some karaoke <laughs> and I cleared the room a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> I must confess, I still believe. And everybody leaves. That's me. That's me. Um. Yeah, I would love to do. I haven't done Britney Spears yet. Not yet. Okay. But I might. I did Modest Yahoo in Ooh, Japan. Wait, you went to Japan? That's awesome. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was oh. before Cooper, though. Yeah, so that was, that Summer, was a while ago. not news. Okay. Yeah, not really. I mean, I'd, I'd like to go back, but, uh, I, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got so many other things going on. You know, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get back into grad school, which is probably a dumb I idea. So I'm just, I, I want to go back to yet. grad school too, but who doesn't? I mean, I mean, maybe people don't, but I'm, mm. you know, fuck paying for it. And yeah, mm, yeah, fuck the way that higher education is structured. Fuck administrations mm. and money and not paying teachers and adjuncts and not hiring full time and not, you know, just, you know, the, the general issues with higher education. Fuck all that. But do I still want to go? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You want to hear something even funnier about my current okay. situation? So I took the, so I'm not, I don't really give a shit about a lot of political things. I know that's really bad to say, but I just, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, eh. like I, I get different people's opinions. I get different people's ideologies and I respect them. But I, I, me personally, I just, I'm like, is it going to cost me more in taxes? Am I going to be dead tomorrow? Stuff like that, right? So, so I'm selfish yeah, in that way. Who gives a fuck? That person's so, going to be dead tomorrow. Be yeah, dead. absolutely not. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but the 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 funny the funniest issue about my current situation is I work for a company called Bridgepoint Education, right? And it is a for-profit education Ugh. company. Ugh. If they heard me saying this, I would probably get fired. But it's funny because it's like it's like the one political belief that I actually care about. I thought for a second you were saying it's a it's, non-profit, but they do this horrible thing. Um, oh no, it's like legitimately they're they're like the cat they're like a Catherine Gibbs. Yeah. School. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? It's just because they're they're paying a ton of money. <laughs> the the students of the school are paying a ton of money, or no, no they're paying oh, yeah, me a ton of money. Why. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here if it was a crappy job. I, I mean, it's a great job. It's just, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like if you're a vegan and you're working at a meatpacking factory, you know, it's like that's the epitome of what you. Hate. <laughs> but are you still but, a vegan if you work at a meatpacking factory? Yeah, I guess Blood if you're not money. touching it, are you? So. It's literally. Yeah, Blood money. I don't think that. I wonder if there's a person in that situation. I feel, I, I feel and and are they justified if they have to feed their family and that's yeah. all they know? 
Yeah, that's true. Meat is murder, Jeremy. Are you are you are you a vegan? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fuck you. Shut up. <laughs> I'm I'm always I'm not really shitty horrible person that's like oh this is bad, and then I just cook bacon. That's really my biggest thing. Yeah. I don't really eat a lot of. I when I I I try. I lo- I like vegan. I work at a vegan restaurant, um, and I like their food a lot. And if I knew how to cook, I would probably eat a lot more tofu and stuff. And or not not mm. tofu, but like all the different substitutes um, and vegetables. But I mm. suck. So um, the things I know how to cook include eggs and bacon and mm. rice. Mm-hmm. Toast. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Orange. You don't have to cook that. You don't have to have to freeze, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then it becomes a nice pop. Uh, apple juice is go. what I've been drinking, and oatmeal. Mm. I don't know how to cook a lot of things. What I'm trying to say to you is that I can list that. How many things yeah. I know how to cook? <laughs> I suck at cooking, so it just leaves mm. me in the situation where I just do one thing that I need to do one thing too. And that's cooking for me. And that's why I am really hungry a lot of the time. Hmm. See, that's, that's a lot, my, my biggest problem. Like I've tried cooking vegan and like I was vegan for a while. I was I vegan stopped two years I in high school. Care. I ate a lot of tortilla chips. Yeah. Yeah. That was when you were super you hippie. I remember when that. When hippie? That but, was uh, right after I went Jesus freak. Ah. See, that was when you were hanging out with that guy that I swear is probably dead now, oh, Corey. No, that was after. So I don't I met him because of oh, you, Oh, was I after. Think. Didn't I? I mean, I went to high school with him, it, but I knew you. Yeah, well, it was him and Dylan. Dylan. Yeah, Dylan Pajillo, right? Um, yeah. God bless Dylan Pajillo. Um, <laughs> but yes, that, that uh, what do you call it? Um, I, I like, I, I, my problem with cooking is that like, a lot of the times I cook meat because it's like out here, there's like when, when steaks are like, you know, two weeks before their expiration date, they're like four for one. Like buy one, get four for free. Their so I'm like, date. Did you say two weeks before up? their expiration date? Yeah. What? And so it's like they just get rid of them. And so I'm like, all right, I'll pay for I'll pay for five steaks for ten dollars. Okay. Sure. And so like my problem is that like what I do is I turn the stove all the way up to high. I put some oil in there and I leave it in there until it's done. And it's like, so cooking tofu is terrible because the minute you do that, it's burnt. I'm like, I don't know how the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cooking tofu, it should be easy, but it's not. Actually, you know what? I did. I figured it out. I figured, I, now I'm just remembering the vegan dish I know how to make. It is a tofu okay. curry with vegetables. And it's really good, but it's a lot of work. And I hate cooking. So I, I don't know how to cook and also I hate it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> As an artist, you I, hate making I, things. That's kind of yeah, blasphemy. That's why I'm having problems right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's a valid point. That's that's why a lot of artists have problems. Yeah. Um, huh. I love do. I love I love it when I'm doing it. Sometimes making making things. I love it when I'm doing it. But mm. the the, the struggle is real. Yeah, there's there's like a lot of there's a lot of problems, and that that's my problem. I think I've gone off the crazy deep end and stuff that I'm making. It's gotten to the point where like I'm like I formulate thoughts and I do things, and I'm like, yeah, let me do this, and then it's like after I do it, I'm like, cool, what's the point? And then I kind of put it in a bag and leave it in my closet until I throw it out. <laughs> You've been taking a lot of pictures of the stuff, though. Yeah, I mean, I've I've really been I've been I've been I've been on this self improvement kick for the yeah. past couple months. Um, I stopped drinking, I stopped smoking, I stopped, uh, doing a lot of things like that. And I'm actually trying to like progress in life into a way that I want to go. And so who knows what that means or how that'll end up, but I'm actually trying this time. A lot of artists who I admire also happen to be sober. Um, Mm. and they just work all the time and, and love it. (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, like that's cool. Like, if I could make money making cool shit all the time, like, my yeah. life is golden. Yeah. You know, I don't, I mean, yeah, sure, there's other things that I'd probably care about at that point, but it's like, 
I got no worries. Like I'm making money. I'm able to do what I enjoy doing. Uh, you know, my dog is alive. That's all that matters. I miss my dog. It's hard living without her. Hmm. You're gone for like a week. I have, I have, I have a dog, two orphan kids and a a snake at home and all my plants. I sort of surround myself with things that will depend. (coughs) And, uh, you sound like a crazy uh, cat yeah, lady. Yeah, I kind of am, but I uh, with my crazy dog, <laughs> and the cats are not mine. Mm. Um, but mm. I take care of them, so I'm sure. trying really hard not to take them as my responsibility because I will easily do something like that, and then I'll be stuck permanently with and you know responsible for the medical effects on um, of a dog, two cats. And a snake, which mm. a person in my economic condition is a stupid idea, <laughs> really very, stupid very idea. Um, but I love the, I love the cats. Hold okay. on one second. Sorry, okay, sorry. Jeremy, you're still my man. Ow! Ah! <laughs> there he is. Hello, little doggy. So this is Mira. This is Mrs. Derps. She's not that big. So is she about 30 like pounds? That. Yeah, she's yeah, like 25, biscuit, 30 Biscuits pounds. around that size, too. True. Yeah, she's a good dog. I rescued, or my parents found her at a rescue event at Petco, and they are like, you need this dog because you wanted a Jack Russell. And so I said, okay. And so she's a Jack Russell uh, pit mix. Little pocket good pit. Dog. Looks just like you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> good dog. I love you. I love you. Yeah, so she's a good yeah. dog. I like her. She prevents me from getting a decent place to live because you yeah, know, um, it's hard moving with animals. Uh, especially biscuit. I can't live in another place with another dog. So if I have roommates, they can't have dogs. And apparently, like, they, they mm. scratch up the floors and stuff with their nails. So, you know, landlords don't watch why they don't want them because they damage property. Yeah. It's, it's as if people mm. walking around with, like, high heels wouldn't do the same thing. You can't see no women who yeah. wear high heels in this apartment, but you can say no dogs with nails. Well, see, the funny thing is, is in, in New York, I don't know if this is legal, but in, in San Diego, uh, they charge pet rent. So, um, you got to pay like a $400 fee for her and then $50 a month for her to live here. Like she's using up the resources That's or something. So it's like, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. um, interesting. It, you get like <laughs> a good dog certificate from the, um, dog people, the kennel society, you can get canine good citizen. And which is, you know, it's like a thing in between like uh, before a service dog. And um, if you if you pass the canine good citizen test, you actually get like a decrease on your home homeowner or renter's insurance, your renter's insurance. Um, and if you have a breed like a German Shepherd oh. or a Pitbull or something that's, you know, questionable. I'm doing I'm doing the air quotation marks with my hands right now. Questionable breeds. <laughs> um then you're yeah. more likely you're you're allowed to have them in in certain places. Um, wouldn't be if they weren't canine yeah. good citizens. Um, but it's a difficult mm. test, and you have you yourself have to be good at training. Now I need training yeah. to be a good, better dog trainer to my dog because you know she's got her own mm. issues. You know, she's a, yeah, I'm a terrible, a terrible dog, dog owner. owner. I'm not a, well, I'm not qualified <laughs> to own Biscuit. But guess what? She was mm. surrendered, and I was, you know, I fostered her, and she was only a puppy, and now she's an adult, and she has big old teeth, <laughs> and she may bite. <laughs> and she's got big you old know. teeth. <laughs> They're big teeth. <laughs> I love them. Um, <laughs> she's, she's, you, have, you have to, you have to know nice. what you're doing with biscuit. So, so I. Is she in the room with you, or are you just pretending she's there by looking at the floor? I'm like floor? imagining her there. Um, uh, yeah. You're homesick. I get it. I never go anywhere, <laughs> so here I am. You're you're branching out. It's time for you to branching to out, start staying living. home in a new place. 
with no animals. <laughs> yeah, you, you actually should probably get out. I mean, park there's so many things so to do hard, in LA, though. If like, I were to go out now, I wouldn't be able to park when I got back. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you could always Uber. Oh, I forgot that you can Uber in L.A. I knew that public transit is bad, but doesn't it suck for an Uber driver? Like, you ha you set a fare, and then you get stuck in traffic for, like, an hour? How does that work? Yeah, yeah but, but that's their fault. What if I sit in that car with an Uber <laughs> driver for an hour? Like, this, it just sounds, like, nasty. Yeah. I'd, I'd be, like, I have to get out of the car, and I'd be on the freeway, and there would be nothing I could do. It just sounds bad. Mm. It sounds like you're making an excuse to stay home, and I get it. I'm I, I've done that before. God damn it. I got just... my, my book. I got all my pencils here, and um, I have my preliminary <laughs> sketchbook because the thing I do requires multiple steps. So I'm sitting here. I'm thinking about doing it, but I, instead I wound up reading my angel therapy book <laughs> by uh, Doreen Virtue, PhD. <laughs> Yeah. Angel therapy. Well, to, to be fair, I'm reading both angel therapy and social medium artist writing by Semio, no, by Paper Monument. So I'm reading like relevant, like highly academic, really smart person. And then oh, I'm reading this okay. yeah. really awesome uh, angel therapy, angel, angel magic. Well, not really angel. Well, she, she sort of is a little bit on the angel magic side. I think Doreen Virtue is the authority on angels. As far as I know, um, but you know, you could you can get their help. They're there for you. So wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. So, so, okay. So if you believe in angels, that means you have to believe in, in a true. god. That's no, that's not true. Okay. So, so you're saying that you're saying that there are like these existential not existential but like you know supernatural yeah. beings that are able to exist without being created of course yeah no yeah well i mean why does everything have to be created in that sense like like well, I'm, they don't have I'm to. kind of like the david lynch to. you know unified field of energy kind of person and within this realm of energy could potentially exist the energy of angels um, that you can, you can ask for their help and you can manifest their, their, their specific powers. I'm, I'm still, I haven't read the whole book. I just skimmed it. So I don't really know, um, about a lot about that, but there, there's people who do, you know, angel magic and like, you know, you know, ask the arch archangels for, uh, direction and helping things so i was just trying this out you know as we spoke before the podcast i'm in need of a lot of help uh, so oh you're going through your spiritual explanation phase and back now to them, back i'm to going that. full circle um but i'm, I'm yeah. going to where i originally was so you know magic mm. you know a little bit of tarot except this time i actually learned how to Fish, cards i've had full dead what what about the dead speaking to the dead no, no, fish, Fishing Grateful, Grateful Dead. Dead. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, more like current ninety three. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I fucking love current ninety three. He's like my favorite guy ever. Soft Black Stars and Anthony and the Johnsons cover of Soft Black oh, Stars is perfect. Cover. Yeah, they did a split, like him and Anthony, and they covered well, each other's sick. songs. You should send me that. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to hear. And wait a second. Wait a second. Current 93 is super Christian now. Yeah, they went from super satanic to like super, super, what super, mean? super Christian. Okay, just so you know, none of this angel shit is Christian, okay? It's it's mystical. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> and yeah. also more like um, the, the angels are like pre-Christian. I mean, they're Jude, Judaic-based, like the tree of life, the tree of separate, right? It's you Kabbalah know, stuff. Like that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So... See, I, I, what I believe is that what's going to happen is that, and this is a metaphor, but or not a metaphor, but this is hypothetical. What I believe is everyone is going to die, and they're going to end up in this big auditorium, right? And they're waiting there for everyone else in the world to die, right? So they're just sitting around, just waiting around. Nothing's happening. It's just an empty room, maybe some elevator music, right? 
right? They're like talking amongst themselves and it's just billions and zillions of people just waiting around for everybody to die. And when the last person dies, some like dude in a suit closes the door and then some like random person walks up to like a microphone on the stage and like taps it and he's like, hello, is this thing on? And then he's like, you're all fucking idiots. You're all talking about the same exact thing. Thank you. And then everyone just disappears. Why would that, why would that happen? Well, because I just believe that everybody has these ideas of like spirituality and God and deists and like whether you believe in Satan, whether you believe in whatever it is, I believe that everybody is alluding to the same power. They're just oh. calling it something different. Okay. But <laughs> what's the point of, of knowing that when you're dead? I mean, what about reincarnation? Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, right. What is what the point? about those guys aren't thinking the same thing as everyone else? No, they're just <laughs> you retarded. You can't say that, Jeremy. You can't say retarded. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I rescind my retardation word. Uh, they are, they are, yeah, they're they are funny. funny. There's something about growing up in Long Island or New Jersey where it's really hard for people to get that word out of their vocabulary. I've noticed the people who say it most yeah. come from that area. Not to bring up something that like really sucks that like, <laughs> like that. But, uh, but yeah, but yeah, I noticed that it's mostly people like around our, our, our area. Well, I mean, it's the same with every like other word similar to that. Like the word stupid really used to be a clinical di yeah? diagnosis. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. The, the word stupid, like all these different words actually described a, a, an ailment of some kind that was considered a mental defect. So like moron, idiot, stupid, retard, all these things were actual words that classified I people see. medically. Huh. You're blowing my mind right now. What do you call someone then? Gotta make a word up. Can't call what? anyone anything, I guess. Maybe that's the whole point. You're casting judgments on things. I just think people need to lighten up. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, I get, I get people are upset about words. I get it. But it's like... Dude, chill the fuck out. Like, if somebody calls me gay or faggot or whatever, I'm going to say, yeah. all right. Yeah, as long as it's not followed by anyway. an physical violence, then you're good on your pacifism. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. It's like, it's like, look, I get it. I understand it's offensive, but it's just like, come on. There's so many things in the world that are really important nowadays, like stopping half the world from killing Christians and gays and m women and all these other people. That's way more important than yeah, offending yeah. people. Stopping <laughs> to people me at is least. important. But I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's stop all those people throwing gay people off buildings. Let's do that. Yeah. That's really important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, definitely. That is lit Who? right now. That is so lit right now. <laughs> Are you trying <laughs> to do something with saying. birds now? Yeah. Speaking of birds, you cool. know who's good at using them? Stephen King. Who? Stephen King is a fucking awesome writer. I never knew. He's so good. Jeremy, I love his awesome stuff. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen King. King? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm reading, uh, what am I reading? Uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes, which I think is the third short okay. stories book. You know, it followed Skeleton Key, yeah. which followed um, Night Shift. And yeah. uh, I usually don't like that kind of writing you know I guess like it's really depends like if I'm gonna like fiction it it really strongly depends on who's writing it what they're writing about but Stephen King it doesn't really matter like all the different the different things he explores and like topics of his scary shit are all good I really like it I really like Stephen King you know what? what he's really bad at everything <laughs> but writing <laughs> Like he's really, he's a really bad director and he's, cause he's, he redirected it. He did like a, uh, not it, I'm sorry, The Shining. He did like a TV series and it was like the stupidest crap I've ever seen in my entire life. Like the bushes came alive. It's sort of done, you know, done. Absolutely. Yeah. He does this a lot. He like rewrites things and it comes out really terrible and you're like, let somebody else do it. And like even it, like it was an okay movie. It wasn't bad, but it's like kind of ruined it like the whole spider thing was stupid. Had, i get i it get it it's fear, fear itself is uh, a spider i thought it was like a monster it's a spider monster right 
Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a spider monster. It's not really just a spider, but it's like it's like this. The whole idea is like, yeah, it manifests a manifestation of your fear, but it's it didn't come off well in the eighties. It's like the the clown. Was yeah, yeah, scary. Pennywise. Um, Pennywise is actually a figure yeah. in my dreams now. He's a symbolic figure. I haven't figured out what he symbolizes, but he comes. It's it's usually a scary kind of dream where he um like he is other things, right? Like he'll be. Like, bis like I'll be protecting Biscuit, my dog, and I'm like, okay, we're in this world, and I have to protect Biscuit, and then all of a sudden, a different Biscuit will come by, and it'll have that red clown hair, and I'm like, shit, Pennywise is back, we have to get out, <laughs> and then we get in the car, and we're driving the car, and then we see, like, the fuzzy red thing, and we're like, oh, no, he followed us here. We got to go. And like things turn into Pennywise. And that's when I know, okay, shit, like it found us again. We have to go. And then go. Hmm. Usually, sometimes I even float away onto other buildings, um, which is a power in my dream. It's a power. But, but Pennywise is yeah. a recurring symbol for, I think it's got to be some kind of anxiety dream. You know what's actually really funny? And actually, when I was eight, my dad made me watch it. Right? And it was, a, it was yeah. And that's when my, my parents stopped me, letting me watch anything because that's when they went really Christian. But uh, when I saw that, I had all of a sudden started having these reoccurring nightmares. And um, they happened for like a good five or six years. And it's the dumbest thing ever. But what it was was it was this surfer shark, right? So it's like a shark, like a regular looking shark. And he had sunglasses on. And he had like board shorts on and he was always carrying around like a, like a surfboard and he had muscle fans. Uh -huh. Right. And so like he's carrying around the surfboard and every, anytime he's like in any of my dreams that I've seen him in, it was always like, he always had a surfboard. So if he's driving a car, there's a surfboard sticking out a window. It's like, it's like, it's always a surfboard, you? right? This is a scary dream. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the scary part. This is the scary part. So every time what would happen is whenever I'd see him, he'd come up to me and go, Hey kid, touch my brain, and he take his head off. <laughs> and remember, I was like eight, that's, eight to like twelve totally to thirteen. Like a, I'm like like a '90s like scary kind of like thing that yeah, goosebumps. It's like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey kid, touch my brain, and I was like, oh, and then I woke up, and then everything was over. Holy shit! Did you yeah. ever see him coming, and like you're feared, afraid of him coming? I've never watched the shark come. It was kind of, yeah, I mean, that's probably a good thing, but. Um. Oh, 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 I just remembered the last Pennywise dream I had. He was Donald Trump. And he was my friend's, my friend's, my best friend's dad. It was supposed to be her dad came to town. And it turned out to be Donald Trump. Okay. And then he turned okay. out to be Pennywise. And I was like, fuck, we got to get out of here. It's going to kill us. Um, yeah, so Donald oh, Trump man. was Pennywise in my dream. You're that afraid. I'm, it I'm that, yeah, I'm dreams. that afraid. I feel, I feel, I, I don't want to, I do, I'm like, I've been thinking about it all day. I can't get off the topic, but like, I am worried that it's going to be one of the, like these horrible, like Nazi-ish police states where people are going to be put in prison just for being, you know, liberal dissenters or like, um, you know, uh, politically, political radicals. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm afraid that that kind of thing is going to happen. I mean, it may, I, huh. I don't know. I'm like, like for instance, women being punished for abortion, their doctors being punished for abortion, like just like, you know, throwing, throwing people, I don't know, into jail or like, or like uh, militias. I'm worried about, um, you know, conservative vigilante militias, you know, taking actions into their own hands. And like when, when Donald Trump, Hmm. winds up not being able to deport people like they're going to take it into their own hands and try to like, I don't know. I'm worried. I'm worried about, uh, about that kind of violence happening. Um, so, so yeah, I'm really scared it is manifesting in dreams and it is depressing the fuck out of me. So, so how about this? Just a hypothetical. And I, I've never actually asked anybody this, but as you were saying this, this is just interesting, but Let's, and this is yeah. hypothetical. So again, you know, this is, you know, yeah. hypothetical. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. It's hypothetical. Okay. So, so let's say that he does the exact opposite of all that. 
I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm, that's highly unlikely, okay? <laughs> but, like, let's say that literally he caters to everyone's everyone's rights, right? I'm not saying that he's going to do that. I'm just saying hypothetically. He becomes the people's president. Follow with me. So, yes, he literally does these things, right? But he, he allows everybody to have their voice be heard and everybody uh, everybody's opinions to be met. I'm not yeah. saying that's even physically possible, okay. but let's hypothetically, right? So if all of that happened and he affixed the economy, right? Hypothetically, would you find yourself being a Republican in eight years? Uh, no. If he met everyone's demands and made everyone happy and did it under the Republican umbrella, you still would not support that movement? No. First of all, it's impossible. I know you're saying hypothetically, hypothetically imagine this possible thing is possible, but like he can't make the economy better without ruining the environment. Um, that's because, okay. you know, he wants to like deregulate and, you know, basically like suck all of the fuel and coal and energy, energy, whatever out of North America and, you know, create pipelines and stuff that, fuck, like, they break, you know, and, like, they, they pollute the ground and the water. And so it's just impossible, I don't know, and, and, and make tax cuts, I don't know, I don't know, it's, it's impossible, but, okay, if it were possible, would I be a Republican? No, no, not, not that you would be a Republican, because, again... You know, he's not really a Republican. He's actually, he's more conservative on all his fiscal policies, but he's actually very liberal on all of his social policies. Like, he actually was full full support of transgender, transgenders using, uh, you know, male bathrooms. Well, he won't fund their health insurance. But, um, but he... well, yeah, yeah, because he, he doesn't, he doesn't like the ideology of making laws and policies regarding people's social ideologies. He does support people's wants to do things. I'm, again, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying this is what he says. You need federal funding for like health insurance and I don't know. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not saying that it like doesn't make hormones. sense. You know, if you're trans, you need hormones. And so, so you have to support them financially. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is what he says, whether whatever it is, you know, you, you can only go by what people yeah. say, you know, um, people did that with Obama and he lied to everybody. Excuse me. But, uh, <laughs> but, but no, but no, I, what I, I guess what I'm getting at, the better way to put that, let me rephrase that question. If he did all that stuff after eight years, would you think Pennywise in your dream was a good guy? He's never a good guy. He's always trying to kill you. Always. He's going to kill you. You have to get over there. He's gonna kill. No, he wants to. I mean, he wants to make love to Georgie. <laughs> Nambla, he's part of Wait, Nambla. Wait, who? Pennywise? I haven't seen it in a long time. He's sort of. Are you? Oh, he's like a creepy child molester clown. Like that guy is fucking creepy. He's less of a. He's less of a murderer and more of just a creepy old dude. Does he kill people? I have to watch it again. Costume. Maybe while I'm alone here tonight, <laughs> I should watch it and then scare the shit out of. I have no dog, no people. Oh man. I got a dog right Stop there. Stop making me Mira. jump up. Fluffy. Look at that thing. Look at that derpy derps. Look at that derpy derps. I'm going to just shove my finger down your throat. Ew. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, actually, I actually just realized now we are, we are about 10 minutes over time. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So. Yeah. So, but no, that was, I, I actually definitely enjoyed our conversation. I know we didn't talk much about Britney Spears, but I yes, told you this would be did. It was certainly that. It's just a generic conversation. I just enjoy talking to people. And yeah, I would, I would do this again, know. just to Skype. With you. Exactly. We, we can Skype Yay. anytime you'd like. Let me know. <laughs> So, yeah. Megan, anyway, uh, before we get off, um, once again, you know, uh, give us your website. You know, oh, you my website, to, it's just my you name, um, MeganLyon.com. Uh, M-E-G-H, Megan with an H, L-Y-O-N, like the city in Paris, uh, dot com. And it, that has just some paintings on it. Uh, none of my most recent things, which I didn't get to talk about, but maybe next time we'll talk about what those things actually are. <laughs> <laughs>
There we go. Cool. Thank you so much, Megan, for enjoy for uh, for doing this. Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna have any more episodes of Irrelevant. Next week is supposed to be Mary Beth Schroeder. Um, she's an actress from Long Island that's currently in England or back in America. I don't really know, but uh, who knows if she'll actually be back? So uh, we'll see. Uh, if you guys are listening in, if not, uh, Megan, once again, thank you so much for tuning in or, or enjoying or whatever. Blah blah blah. Enjoy your time in LA, Bye. and I'll talk to you soon. See you later.